nothing would be able to take your joy if that's the case. And um, that's the truth. And so I'm thankful um, that I know that he loves me. And I'm thankful that I love him. And that's just where I stand tonight. And if I could get some more on the monitors, it'd be wonderful. Um, We've been away from here and all kinds of stuff. And a lot's been going on for the last few weeks. But I'm thankful that'll work. I'm thankful um, for what the Lord has done and how the Lord's using us. And um, last week, we, uh, last Sunday morning, we began this series in Hebrews chapter number 11 entitled, By Faith, By Faith. And uh, we preached on last week, what is faith? What is faith? And um, does ever, anybody remember what faith is defined? Um, anybody remember what that was? According to Scripture, yes. Um, but it's the assurance that God will do exactly what He promised to do in His Word. Um, that's what faith is defined. Um, and this week we have come to part number two of our series, and today we'll come to the first elder, which is spoken of in verse number two, for by the elders obtained a good report. Um, I'd contemplated and prayed and asked the Lord to help um, if he wanted me to preach on verse number three. Um, but I could not get good clarity on it. And so, which says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And it tells us there very simply that the world, were framed, the world was framed by the word of God, which is what we get by faith. And so by that, we can trust, by faith, we can trust that it was created because it was the word of God. And so so things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Telling us simply that things which are seen were not made. You can't touch faith, okay? That's what it's telling us. You can't touch faith. But, but, But our first elder in our series is in verse number four, and that's Abel. And Abel, as we know him, is the fourth person... Of the human race, and um, he is the first of three in this series that lived before the time of the flood, and we know that to be um, Abel, and then Enoch, and then Noah, and so this proves to these discouraged Hebrews in which we were talking about. The writer was writing to that living by faith has been going on since the very beginning of time. So I want to look at that this this evening. As I preach on this thought, by faith, Abel. All of them's going to be titled like that unless the Lord says otherwise. There's no need to make a significant title. By faith, Abel. Read, let's read our text here. Verse 4, the Bible says, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead. Yet speaketh. Lord, help us tonight. Lord, help us in every way. We need your help. 
tremendously, Lord. We cannot do it without you. Pray, God, that you'd help tonight. We'll trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. So by faith, Abel. It's very simple. It's very profound, though, if we look up and look at the story of Abel. And so we will be going to Genesis chapter number 4 a little bit as well. But I want you to notice three points with me, and I'll try to be done quick tonight. I want you to turn with me, though, to Genesis chapter number 4, and let's try to get a backdrop of it. You probably know the story um, of Cain and Abel, but I want you to notice in verse number 1, where the Bible says of chapter 4 of the book of Genesis, And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel to his offering. So I want you to notice number one with me tonight, the sacrifice of Abel. So we have two boys in this story, is that correct? By the name of Abel and one by the name of Cain. We have two boys. They both grew up in the same family. They both had the same parents. They had the same raising. They had the same altar. And they worshiped the same God. Abel was a keeper of the sheep. And Cain was a tiller of the ground, according to your Bible. They both brought offerings to the Lord. And I believe they could, they could both be preached in two different ways, okay? If you read commentaries on this, you'll read that a lot of them believe that it could be preached on Abel and his faith. And a lot of them believe that it could be preached on Abel and his sacrifice. And so with all these things considered... I, I believe the evidence here in Hebrews, as we read earlier in Hebrews, uh, is speaking on both sides, okay? It says, by faith, Abel, and so yet a view from... So so if we look at the, the Hebrews view, we find it both sides. But yet, if we, a view from the book of Genesis, it speaks nothing of the faith of Abel. It speaks not one thing of the faith of Abel. Therefore, if we are going to rightly divide the word of truth, uh, we must preach both. So let's look at them. I want you to notice, number one, the sacrifice of Abel's flock. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 4, the Bible says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which... He obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying was given by him being dead, yet speaketh. And so it says that uh, Abel will give a, a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain did. <coughs> Excuse me. And I believe Abel did bring a better sacrifice uh, to uh, the Lord than Cain. Uh, it is very clear in both accounts uh, that he did. Uh, the question is, how did Abel know what to bring? Okay, how did Abel know what to bring to the altar? Uh, well, now, now I, I'm sure. How how did Abel do it by faith? Uh, why was it by faith that Abel brought a better sacrifice than Cain? Uh, um, uh, one writer 
writer said it like this. uh, Faith believes what God has revealed and trusts what God has promised. Uh, And so since faith is believing the word of God to be true, uh, then God must have revealed to both of these men what they were to bring to that altar that day. And I'm sure Abel did not guess what he should bring to God. And just one day, I wonder what I should take to God today. I don't think that that's what Abel did. I don't think that's what Cain did either. Um, but you, uh, he, he offered it, when he came, he offered it by faith. And we know that faith is trusting in the evidence of God through his word, what he has said. And so how did Abel know what to offer? How in the world did he know what to offer? Uh, is there proof from the word of God? Well, here is, here's what the Bible says. In Genesis chapter 3... Verse number 21, the Bible says, Unto Adam also uh, and to his wife uh, did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. Uh, so if I were to look at this, uh, you say, what are you saying, preacher? Well, I'm saying that they both learned it from daddy. They both learned it from their daddy is what they did. You can't make coats of skin without the death of an animal. You cannot make coats of skin out of vegetables. You just can't do it. Uh, The fact is, God made a lamb uh, the sacrifice for the sins of Adam and Eve, uh, and it was no different from Abel and Cain when they were supposed to bring in their sacrifice. Here it is. They both knew, but only Abel believed. And that's where it works. So we see the sacrifice of Abel's flock. And I want you to notice the sacrifice of Abel's Faith. The Bible says, by faith, Abel offered a more acceptable sacrifice. By faith he did. Uh, and so Abel gave of the Abel gave of the flock. Is that right? He gave of the flock. He gave of the he gave the firstling of that flock. Uh, he gave the fattest of that flock. He gave the finest of that flock. Uh, and so isn't that how we should give to God? It's amazing. Here's the faith side. Let me propose a question to you if I could. Why did both of these men have to give a sacrifice? Because of sin. Because of sin. Uh, um, This was a sin offering, okay? Uh, This was a sin offering. Abel acknowledged uh, his sin. Uh, Cain did not. You with me? And so so when Abel brought this firstling by faith, uh, he was presenting this lamb uh, to the Lord as his substitute, okay? Uh, He was giving this lamb to the Lord as his substitute uh, and was bringing it uh, to death in Abel's stead. Are you with me, right? That's what Abel was doing in this. Uh, he renounced himself. Uh, he, he, he renounced everything of himself, uh, seeking to be accepted by another. That's what Abel did. He admitted uh, that he deserved death. Uh, as he killed that lamb, he admitted that. Amen, friend. This is good preaching. Therefore, in that, he displayed his faith by giving it in trust that the Lord would be pleased with this sacrifice for his sins. Beloved, this is where we must all come to. We must all come to a place where we, by faith, believe that God will do what he said he would do in his word. We must be convinced of our sinful condition and confess that God sent the Lamb to pay for our sins. 
Cain had faith in what Cain had done. Abel had faith in what God could do. There's a difference. It makes a world of difference between Cain and Abel. The sacrifice of Abel. Secondly, I want you to notice the success of Abel. The Bible says, By which he obtained witness that he was righteous. What does it really take to be righteous in the eyes of God? The Bible tells us throughout Scripture that our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. Is that right? It's filthy rags is all it is. Uh, For you and I, though, you know what it took? You know what it took to get righteousness? It took, it took the Lamb of God to get righteousness for you and I. That's what it took. Uh, uh, you know, so, so what did it take for Abel? A lamb. A lamb. Man, it's so good. A lamb. In those days, things were different, of course. But there was only one saving through one gospel. You understand that, right? I don't care what the world says. The same gospel back then is the same gospel today. The blood of the Lamb of a Lamb to the blood of the Lamb. That's the way of God. It was purely a foreshadow of things that were to come some years later on the hill of Golgotha. Uh, look with me, look with me, Romans chapter number 5, Romans chapter number 5, uh, I want you to look over there, Romans chapter number 5, verse number 12, the Bible says, Wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world, uh, and death by spe- sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned, for under the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law, nevertheless death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of the, him that was to come. Figure of you, by the way. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God, and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift, for that judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, by the, by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. (laughs) Therefore through the success of Christ on the cross we are deemed righteous through the blood of the Lamb. That's how Abel was deemed righteous. Hey, friend, I tell you, in Genesis, Christ is the Lamb for sin. It is personal. He is the Lamb for sin. In Exodus, He is the Lamb for sin. The household, that is for the household in total. In Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, He is the um, the Lamb for sin. And a nation, and in John chapter 1, verse 29, when John looked down that road and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Uh, he is the sin, uh, the lamb. 
lamb of the world. He is the sinless lamb throughout all the world. In the Bible, he is typed and considered as the sacrifice lamb. The Bible says, and Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went up together. Hallelujah. Thank God. He's the sacrifice lamb. In Exodus chapter number 12, he is the signifying lamb. And the blood shall be to you as a token, the Bible says. As a token in the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. He went on through. And on a little farther, he is the substitutionary lamb. In the Bible, in Leviticus chapter number 14 and verse number 12, the Bible says, And the priest shall take one lamb, one he lamb, and offer him for a trespass offering. That's a sin. The trespass offering is different than the sin offering. The trespass offering, the sin offering is a sin to man. A trespass offering covers the sins to God and to man. There's a different thing. There was a he lamb that had to be put on the altar, throat slit, blood given, fire come down from heaven, and that is the substitutionary lamb for you and I. On a little farther in Scripture, you'll find in Isaiah chapter 53 that Jesus is the silent lamb. The Bible goes on, He says He was oppressed and He was afflicted, and He openeth not His mouth. He's brought as a lamb in the slaughter. It's dumb. He openeth not His mouth. On a little farther in John chapter 1, in verse 29, where John looks, and He said, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto Him, and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. He is the saving Lamb. You can move on a little farther, and find in the First Peter in chapter number 1, and verse number 19, where the Bible says, But with the precious blood of Christ, without blemish, as a lamb without blemish and without spot. He is the spotless lamb. Go on a little farther and you'll find in the book of Revelation in verse number five, chapter number 5 and verse number 12 the Bible says saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb that was slain. He is the slain lamb. But friend I tell you that's not all. That's not all. That's not all. Revelation chapter number 22 in verse number 3 the Bible says and there shall be no more curse but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it and His servant shall serve Him. He is the successful Lamb. There is nobody that can take Him back at this point of time. He is the Lamb. He has been the Lamb and He will always be the Lamb. I tell you, that's the truth tonight. And the success of Abel came by the Lamb. Amen. Thank God the sacrifice of Abel, the success of Abel. And lastly, I want you to notice the Bible says, Though he be yet dead, he speaketh. I want you to notice the speaking of Abel. But he being dead, yet speaketh. We must turn to Genesis chapter number 4 to understand this. Now, I'll read it in a minute. What was Abel speaking One amazing fact is that it tells us how much our life truly speaks after we are dead and gone. Your life speaks after you have died by how you lived before you died. I believe there's a few things of Abel's life that faith is still speaking today. Three things. Abel's death speaks of salvation. Abel's offer, Abel offered a sacrifice that spoke completely of the coming lamb. 
as we've already talked about. Imagine being declared righteous by God himself. Out of the mouth of God, he, he was declared righteous. Imagine that, imagine that. All because he had faith that showed Calvary in view in what he did. I tell you, salvation has never and will never come without blood. If he, Hebrews chapter number 9 and verse 22 tells us that without the shedding of what? Blood, there's no remission for sin. Without the shedding of blood, therefore Abel proclaimed the gospel even being dead. That's good stuff. It speaks of salvation. Secondly, it speaks of scorning. Verse number 8 of chapter 4 of the book of Genesis. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. Not long after he, by faith, demonstrated Christ's death, he was scorned and killed by his own brother. I want to tell you something here tonight. The truth is, this is the truth, beloved. It's the truth. Living for Christ will not always be a walk in the park. We're not always Living the faithful life will not always be a walk in the park. People's going to scorn you because of what you believe, because of how you live. Because of what you act. I mean, family's going to turn against you and everything like that. Much, perse- much, much persecution comes from this life. But those who do not have the faith you do will absolutely tear you down. You may even lose your life. It speaks of scorning. Then also, lastly, it speaks of separation. Genesis chapter number 4 and verse number 10. The Bible says, and he said... What hast thou done? This is God speaking. The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Now you say, what in the world is it crying? Now, now I tell you is that you can look up a bunch of different things. And that, and that word crieth literally means screams. Screams from the ground. And you can look at that. Abel's blood did some speaking here. It did some speaking. He tried to get away with it. You know, he did... Verse number 8, and Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the what? Field. They didn't, he didn't do it at the house. He waited till they were alone. He waited till they were a play, in a place where they could get maybe get by with it. But, 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 but it spoke very loudly to the ear of God. It spoke very loudly to the ear of God. It might not have spoke to Daddy Adam. It might not have spoke to Mama Eve. But it spoke to God. It spoke to God. And he may have gotten away with it with a human sense. But divinely he couldn't escape the separation to come. He could not escape it. Now Cain has been divinely suffering and separated for some 6,000 years now. And yet it does not compare to eternity. It was all because, get this, the only reason that Cain went to hell was because of unbelief. If he would have believed the word of God, you with me? If he would have believed the word of God, just like Abel did, he would have been counted righteous, just like Abel was. But no, he did not believe the word of God, so in turn, the only thing that will send a man to hell is unbelief. Unbelief. That's what sends men to hell. Proving, proving it proves that unbelief sends a man to hell.
Abel, Abel had the faith in what God had said and God had done. And in that, I'm almost done. I'm about to close. His sacrifice was sufficient. His success was supernatural. And his speaking was selective, is selective. However we want to hear it, however we want to listen to it. And I pray in these days you have the faith of Abel. The faith of Abel resting in the word of God, the work of God, walking in the will of God, and staying in the ways of God. We need to go on with God. If not, you'll be like Cain in hell today because of his unbelief. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Thank you. Stand to your feet tonight if you would. By faith, Abel, the Bible says, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. That is the giving of Cain, I mean, that is the giving of Abel, the gaining of Abel, and the gifts of Abel all put into one little store, one little verse. And we just seen the sacrifice, which is in his giving. We've seen the success, and we've seen the speaking of Abel. Thank you, Lord, for this night. Thank you for your many blessings. Pray, God, you'd help. Pray, God, you'd bless. Pray, God, you'd help these people along the way. Every day trip, Lord, we pray, God, that you would. Help them to keep the faith, to press on, or to be be. Um, be to persevere, Lord, to, to preserve, Lord, to, to just rest in the promises of God, rest in this word, Lord, that we have at the precious King James Bible in front of us, Lord. I pray, God, you'd help us to go along your way with you. We love you, praise you, and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you.